Goodness gracious, it is good to be back in the studio, especially since no one is here on campus, and it is dry bones down here. Uh, free parking, which was amazing, because heaven knows I was not going to walk all the way here to the studio. I mean, I love you guys, but whew, that's a walk, and it is cold, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't want to do that. Um... But we are really, really excited to to be here today. We actually have a super, super fun schedule. We have Andrea Holyoke calling in. She's going to be calling in in a couple of minutes. She's from Grace, Idaho. Uh, she is in charge of a social dance club in the community. And she recently had a Christmas benefit concert. She does one every year. And over the past 10 years or so, she's accumulated $99,000 toward... Um, her program, her organization. So we are very, very excited to have her call in. Um, she will be doing that in just a couple of minutes, but we're happy to have her on the show and talk more about this program and, and her awesome achievement. And also she has done a lot for the community in uh, Idaho and also even in Logan's area. So we're happy to have her on the show. Uh, we will then have Dating with Dallin. Dallin is, uh, he's actually currently in the studio. Say hi, Dallin. Hello, everyone. Yeah, he's, he came a little early because, you know, Andrea and Dallin and I go way back. Way back. Way she back. Taught me everything I knew about dating, so a lot of this is credited to her. A lot of this is credited to her. Some may even say that she is the OG master of dating advice and tips, so we are happy to, to have her. So after uh, Dallin, we have Maya Maya. She is also stopping by. We're going to be talking about Christmas movies because, geez, Christmas is this week or next week next week i'm tired <laughs> i've been sleeping normally for the past little bit so tracking my time now has just been a little bit a little bit wonky but yeah christmas is next week so we gotta start talking about christmas movies so we are happy to have that go down we then will be hearing after maya uh we have the band winter sirens they're going to be calling in, and we are super excited to have those guys call in. I discovered them a little while ago on Instagram. Uh, I like their stuff. It's been pretty interesting. I'm excited to learn more about them, and hopefully you guys will too. So, But yeah, like I said, this is Monday morning. Uh, Andrea will hopefully be calling in in just a little sec. I told her 8.05, and I think she's going to be very punctual, and I'm very happy for it. But let me go ahead and give her a text. But Dallin, you're in the studio. Uh, what did we exactly did we do in Social Dance Club? Oh, you know, basically we, uh, we all, we're in high school, you know, and we got excited. Wanted to look around, see what Babbage was available. Oh, yeah. Asked, true, asked true. the girl if she wanted to spend the semester or two with us and dance with us while we performed in front of the community um, and then basically raise money for uh, the community, for families, um, you know, in need and lots so lots of good things when it came to social dance. Exactly, because I think like one of the coolest things about being on the show, like not the show, <laughs> on the dance team, 
Oh, there's Andrea. Hold on one second, everybody. Hey, Andrea, what's up? Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Hey, thanks for calling in. You betcha. Awesome. Hey, so you are now live on the WAD show. Welcome, welcome. Oh my gosh, how cool am I now? I know, you're you're on cloud nine. You're going to have producers <laughs> starting to call you in for your dance tips and advice, so get ready for that. <laughs> okay, oh yeah, okay. So we actually have Dallin with us. Say hi, Dallin. Hey, Andrea, how are you? Dallin, buddy, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing so good. It's good to hear from you. <laughs> Dallin was telling everybody that you are the date master and have taught him everything that he knows. It's true, everything I know. Oh yes, because I was such an idiot machine. <laughs> but we were saying, like, if it wasn't for social dance, I don't think we would have really dated outside of our little community that much. Like, it really opened up to us to see a lot of different people, and it was a really cool time. Oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. That's kind of the whole point. Kind of the whole point of it. <laughs> For sure. So, Andrea, tell us a little bit about your program. A lot of people have kind of heard about it through the grapevine of what Grace Idaho is doing. But I recently shared some information that you – how long has social dance been around? Um, well, I actually started the social dance program in Aspen, Wyoming at Star Valley High School. Oh, really? So there is a beginning before the beginning that I'm aware of. Yeah, there actually is. So I started it in Aspen, in Star Valley, and um, I think it was 2006, because I think it's the year that we moved over there, uh -huh. and did it for three years over there. And then when we moved back here in 2009, um, we started it up. So this is actually the start of the 11th year um, of Social Dance Club. Actually, I think the 12th, because we've done it for 11, and so it's like the 12th year. But yeah, it started quite a while ago with just a handful of kids, and it's kind of morphed into into quite a few kids, which is awesome. Quite the phenomena. Yeah. That is so cool. I totally forgot that you started in, in Afton, that program. Did yeah. you find as much success in Afton as you have in Grace? Um, actually, it was enormous in Afton. Well, it's a oh, really? bigger school, you know. Yeah. It's like three three times the size of Grace, so it's a way bigger school. So uh -huh. the last year that I did it, it started really small the first year, just like it did here. Mm -hmm. And then my third year, we had over 90 kids in the club. So it Holy was, cow. It, it got to be as big um, over there as it did over here. It was just, it's just really an awesome opportunity we didn't um over there it was just an, an opportunity to kind of come together and um be with different kids and all different kinds of kids you know you've got every every kind of kid that was involved which is my favorite part it's mm -hmm. not just one specific group of kids that gets to be in it it's everybody um and we just did you know we just did performances in winter and then in the spring but over here is where we implemented the um, fundraiser where we raise money for families who are in need yeah because i was about to say Number one, I mean, Afton's way huge. And the fact that you were able way to huge. produce the same amount of number of students participating in this small little... I mean, people that don't know where Grace Idaho is, it's like right past Preston. And it's a 1A school. <laughs> and it's slightly way actually bigger than where I actually went to school in Bancroft. But Yeah, we're twice as big as... We're twice as big as Bancroft. But still, the numbers are yeah. small. And the cool thing yeah. about it is just that how many people have all combined to do it and that's another thing I wanted to add is that you know you could have just done this group 
thing every week you know you perform and you do like a spring show you know you, you could have just stuck with just a gym performance just performing in front of all the parents and community but instead you decided to go above and beyond why did you decide to do this and what brought ideas to do this in the first place well um when we first moved back from uh star valley jamie and i actually jamie was a superintendent out at north gym uh-huh. and so it was super fun for me i mean that's, i already knew a lot of the grace kids because i'm from grace mm-hmm. but it was a great opportunity for me to get to know like the north gym community and and i knew a lot of them because we've yeah. all gone to the same you know church and everything for uh-huh. years but but it was great for me to get to know the kids out there and so i got to foster some relationships out there and so i wanted to keep the dancing going and so when i started it up it was it really actually just started out as grace and north gem kids mm-hmm. and uh and that that just kind of started to grow and grow um and then um there were a couple of soda kids who had heard about it and they wanted to join on and then now we like this this year we only had the four schools but in the past we usually have six yeah i remember so, there used to be a lot like yeah we had my lad yeah. the six community schools and the the thing that makes it work is these small rural schools these six schools all don't have um, friday school they just have four day weeks so that's there what makes go. it work is because we can have those practices on friday morning which you know it's amazing that these kids will take time out of their busy busy lives uh-huh. and take their friday morning which they don't even have school and come over and and be a part of it but it is kind of fun we do have kind of a fun time you guys know that we oh yeah for sure i loved it and the crazy thing that people don't realize is that like when i tell them like oh i was from a small school they're like what did you do and i'm like what yeah. did i not do i mean I know. fridays like people are like oh you didn't have school on fridays well you had football games, you had basketball, you had wrestling, there was cheerleading, and everyone was involved in everything, but still, people came to do it. That was the yeah. phenomenal thing, is that people were like, I don't care if my life is crazy yeah. wonkers, we're just going to go and do this. <laughs> and know, that was just cool. so cool. And so you, so with your whole group, you decided to do this show, this Christmas benefit concert, every year, which probably takes yeah. an insane amount of preparation, especially you're dancing with the Almost Stars. Jeez, oh I can't even imagine the <laughs> the planning. Oh my gosh! Well, it's amazing that I'm not in an institution because I'm really probably. And props to you for not being in one. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I saw that on the news. I'd probably cry myself to sleep. Yeah, I I probably should be in institution, but it's okay. Oh my goodness! So did you just so like how, so like you started the program? You're just like okay, like. Like, did you know someone that needed help? And you're like, you know what? We should do this to support this person. Like, because I was, I did social dance, I think, maybe a couple years after it was established in Grace. So I actually never found out the whole reason why you decided to do the benefit in the first place. Well, it all just kind of came out, you know, like just, I think that it was all just kind of meant to happen. Um, The first year I moved back, um, we just started this this group and started dancing together and we were looking for an opportunity to perform mm-hmm. and um it was the um church of jesus christ they were doing a, a great big huge um what's it called a new year's eve celebration they were doing like a oh. cultural celebration okay and uh they invited us to come and perform at it and that was like our big like wow we're like an actual thing and we're performing mm-hmm. and so the first year it actually wasn't a benefit fundraiser it was just kind of getting our feet under us and performing and, and showing people we got what to you perform were all about. that and then we performed for the school um just like at assemblies and stuff at the end of that year 
So then the next year, you know, after you get your feet under you and you kind of know what you want to do, yeah. then I remember being at Becky Campbell, you know, like Cade and, yep, yep. and Chip and all Peyton those guys. and Taylor, all those guys. I was at Becky Campbell's house one night and we were all, you know, goofing around and having fun with all of our kids and, and we were joking about how fun it would be. She made the comment, you know, it would be so great if you turned this into a Dancing with the Almost Stars and that's all it took. Oh my gosh. And of course Andrea is going to do that. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I have to give, yeah, well, I have to give some huge credit to when I was in college. Um, they don't do it anymore, which makes my heart just broken. But mm-hmm. I was a part of the Sunburst Singers and Dancers, the big Glenn Miller show that they used to do at Utah State. Oh, really? And so um, that that kind of taught me you don't you go big or you go home. I mean, Derek Furch and Jan Benson and Irene Bates, they were my directors, and they they really taught me how to, you, you, when you're going to do something, you do it well. And mm-hmm. so we did this huge, huge show, and we turned it into Dancing with the Almost Stars, brought in community members as couples. That was so, so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but that year, that same year, as we were like starting to do this, there were some really tragic things that were happening in our community to, yeah. to some people that were, you know, health problems and people with cancer that were literally had you know their term was almost up and and so there was some really heartbreaking things happening and so we at that point kind of just felt like this is a great opportunity to pull the community together and let's just take the proceeds from the show and just give it to these families and from that point on every single year it has been a benefit fundraiser for families in need that is so neat and the crazy thing is that people need to realize like my mom was calling because my little sister she's part of the program and she says mckay do you want tickets because the line is four miles long and i don't know if you're gonna get in are you gonna be upset if you don't make it in and i'm like mom don't worry about it you know if you get in it's i mean i'm I really want to go but like don't worry about i mean but the thing is this this show people don't realize like there used this year there was just one show but years prior, we actually opened it up to two. We there was two shows, two. and they would yeah. sell out like it was Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, it was insane, and I'm just like, holy cow! Down to your laughing because he's like, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's it's crazy how it's morphed into something big. It also helps too, though. Like, it, we've got lots of kids in the club. Like this year, we had the most kids we've ever had—a hundred and seven kids oh my that were in the club from all these surrounding schools. And it—it it, like when you've got a hundred and seven kids and you've got an auditorium that only fits five hundred and three people, you know you're going to fill up that auditorium pretty dang fast. I know. So, um, we decided we were going to do a, a dress rehearsal on the Saturday night because there happened to be no games that weekend because it was Thanksgiving weekend, which is miraculous. And um, we decided to open that up to the public because there were so many people who weren't able to get tickets. Uh So that was kind of fun. But that added a whole different amount of stress, but it ended up being so fun. Oh, my goodness. So in total over the years, how much money have you raised for people that were in need? Okay, so I actually haven't... So you're going to have to tell me this up for me because I haven't done the total, but... Before we ended started into this year, we had raised ninety nine thousand five hundred dollars. Oh my god, that's incredible! <laughs> it's pretty dang awesome. Jeez, it is pretty dang awesome. that must so feel so good for yourself to have that. What's that? That must like feel so like I don't know what's the word, like so oh, satisfying to so have gratifying. that. Yeah, gratifying. Yes. That's the word I'm looking yes. for. It's 
so are you, are you that's the best part it's such the best part it's just it's honestly what the kids wait for and on the years that are the dancing with the stars it's the um like the community knows who we're giving the money to and uh-huh. it's very publicized and but on the off years which was this year we keep it on the down low because we look for families who are like kind of under the radar and who really need that extra help and maybe they don't want and to go public seniors, about their problems too. yeah that probably wouldn't want everybody to know that they're struggling and uh, the seniors we actually just did it last night um, and uh, the seniors get together and we go around and we deliver we deliver the money to the families and it's a pretty awesome experience now, Andrea, it sounds like you really enjoy doing this. And I've heard a little bird told me, Kara, Kara told me this, um, that this is your last year doing Social Dance yes. Club. I mean, yes, and, this and, is my last year. And to be honest, when I heard that, I was a little sad. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Andrea has been chugging along for years. <laughs> you know, it's a, I hope yes. she gets a Bahama vacation you know, for her years of service. So what's the future of social dance look like? Is it going to be over now, or what's kind of the game plan? Originally, we just, there's no way it can be over, you know? Yeah, I was like, man, that's... There are too many kids who love it. I've got a huge junior class and sophomore class and freshman class actually coming up that are just... I want to do it. Why are you leaving? I know. They're they're kind of freaking out, but... Uh There's um, the plan was I was going to turn it over to Marla Spencer, who's been but my assistant. Marla decided to move. Marla, that stinking Marla. That stinking Marla. <laughs> and she's so wonderful. Uh huh. She's we great had help. Kind of a little, a little angel bird show up this year, and her name is Michaela Clark, and she actually danced for me for years when I had a studio years ago, uh-huh. and she loves kids, and she loves this program, and. She's come on board with us this year, and she was really just an absolute help to us in every aspect just because she really jumped in and took over a lot of responsibility, and she really is looking to possibly keep it going. So oh, I would good. love that to happen if, if that were the case. And so, you know what? Like, still kind of deciding. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, who's to say you couldn't stop by, you know, and give some pointers? I mean, it's not like you're been shunned from the club and yeah. just it's like do not come here traitor like I'm a leper and I've got a disease yeah <laughs> for sure yeah so we're gonna have we're gonna get to break but Andrea thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us about the program and thank you so much for the service that you've done for the community in general and just like changing Dallin's here and he can bear witness that like we it's changed our lives like we would don't we were like we don't know where we would be without social oh, dance okay. it really got us out of our shells it taught me some awesome aspects about being myself and just having fun. It was very good. It was a lot of fun. You're killing me, Smalls. I know. I mean, <laughs> and I hope that everyone listening, if you are in the Malad or, I don't know, within the Grace region, go to go contact Grace School District. I'm sure they'll give you information to contact the program, and maybe even Andrea can show you in the right direction. But you guys really need to do some social dance if you're in high school. And if not, there's a lot of college programs here at Utah State that um, my girlfriend and I are actually doing a ballroom class. I think I told you this, Andrea. Yes, you did. It makes me so happy. I know. I mean, how can I stop, you know? I'm a dancing machine. <laughs> I got to I gotta keep going. Yeah. So it's going to be good. Especially, weren't you a champion? Weren't you my champion? Oh, yeah. I won the I won the big the big contest. Yes. 
I still brag about that. I'm like, I tell him like, you know, I won a contest, a really prestigious contest. And she and she just looks at me with such wonder and, and splendor. No, she's actually here in the studio. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh yeah. But hey, thank you so much for for con- and I'll see you when I head back home. I'll probably see you in the grapevine. Okay, awesome. And you can find the show on Spotify. I'll probably upload it over the break, and then you can show everyone how famous you are. Oh, yes. I'm so famous. <laughs> oh, yes. Hey, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uptown now if I get to be on the K show, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty cool. Oh, thank you so much. Well, hey, you have a great Christmas, okay? You too. Hey, it's so great to talk to both of you. Yep, love you so much. It's good to see you again. Yeah, good to hear from you, Andrew. We'll see you. Take care. All right, you Bye-bye. take care. Bye-bye. That was Andrea Holyoke from the Social Dance Program at in Grace, Idaho. She is amazing. Um, be sure to check out some of uh, They have a Facebook page called the Social Dance Club. Um, oh, my gosh. It is so great. But, hey, we're going to go to a quick little break here, and then we're going to run back to Dating with Dallin. But we are going to listen to We Are the Champions by Queen in honor of my prestigious dancing victory. <laughs> we will honor myself. I guess. So here we go. We'll be right back. That is We Are the Champions by Queen. Love that band. And you know who I also love is is Dating with Dallin. Dallin's in the studio. Mm-hmm. Dallin, welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. Are Happy you get, to be here. Are you getting into the Christmas zone, Dallin? You know, I am. Um, it took me a minute, but the other day I turned on, like, It's a Simpsons Christmas or something like that, and then it got me in the mood. It, it just it just spiked you right up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So ever since then, I've been I've been in the Christmas spirit pretty heavily. So. Emily and I, we went over to my brother's house yesterday. Oh, okay. We just binged on two Christmas movies. What were they? And I think Maya and Maya and I are going to talk about Christmas movies today, but have you seen The Grinch? Yes. You're talking about, like, the new one that just, like, came yeah, out. Okay. You okay. know what? And, and, you know, because, we you know, we talk a lot about dating, it was funny because mm-hmm. Emily and I were predicting that The Grinch would have an unspoken romance with Cindy Lou Who's mom. Oh. Did you see that one coming, or did you think that was a wasted opportunity? Um, I did not see that coming, mostly because <laughs> a weird I noticed he wasn't – I don't know. He really – None of my advice advice was implemented into the show at all, so... Yeah, I'm somewhat of an expert on these things, so yeah, I so. didn't. But yeah. No, but I do just want to say, Emily, who we also have here in the studio with McKay... She's currently eating a breakfast She's currently burrito. eating a breakfast burrito. Are together because of my wonderful dating advice. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay. They, I, I did... I was very subliminable... Subliminable... Whatever that word is. I, I can't believe about... you said that word. I'm really <laughs> impressed that you actually said that word correctly. Yeah. Okay, okay. But That's yeah, anyway, just want everyone to know that before we get into today's show, because very good show for everyone today. Um, what we got going on? Today, we're going to be talking about who should you date? Who should I date? Yeah. Okay. Because like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure when it comes to like... Your family telling you who you should date, who uh, you should tell you who you should this date. Like, is this like classes, like high school musical stuff? Like the jock dates, the cheerleader, the nerd dates? Kind of. We'll talk a little player. bit about school relationships. Okay. Things like that. Slightly. Slightly. Um, okay. And, you know, like I always say before, my methods are a little unorthodox, but I believe that they are very effective. All right. Let's Kay. hear it. Number one. Number one. Date an orphan. 
date an orphan. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is, McKay? Maybe just no family ties. So you don't yeah. have to deal with mother, like, parents? Yeah, exactly. See, that's one thing, but okay. there's no family to impress, number one. So you don't have to worry about that. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's no family to impress. No. <laughs> Trust me, you take that number one step, that makes things very simple for the rest of your life. It makes everything a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And you give her a family. Let's make it a little positive. Oh, I mean, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That would be a cute little movie. It would. Dallin, you should I'm write currently that. working on oh, it. Oh, you're working on it. It's called I Fell in Love with an Orphan, Oliver Twist 2. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> write that down. Yes, absolutely. Write that before someone steals it listening to the show. Number two. Date someone that has touched your life in a good way. Okay. Girls, this could be an old high school sports coach or something. Oh my gosh. Boys, <laughs> perhaps a priest. I don't know. Like a priest. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, there's love out there for everybody, and I'm just trying to give everybody the best opportunity there is. It could be bad, Dallin. It, it could that be. It could go very, very, very badly. Well, history does show that it has, but sometimes you never know. But don't you look at history to be like, hey, I don't want that to happen to me ever again. No, you look at history and you see what you don't want to have to happen, and then you manipulate it to make it the way you want it to happen. You learn from the mistakes of past people. Exactly. And flirt with it a little bit. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, this one I'm speaking strictly to the boys. Alrighty. If she can't do the ABCs backwards, do not date this girl. You want to know why? Why? Okay. Because our judicial system proves that not being able to do this successfully means she's probably a drunk. Don't date this girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is true. This is so it's true. So I guess if she. I can't- mean. You know, you don't want that in your life. You know, you don't want some drunk No, you don't. Person. And I mean, like, we've no, all seen those problem. videos of those. We've, like, tonight on cops, you know? Yeah, like, they pull us over. Do the ABCs backwards. I can't do it. You're yeah, going to they can't. Yeah, our, you don't want that. Our legal system and their infinite wisdom knows that not being able to do the ABC backwards definitely means... There's lots of alcohol. You no, know, this should be this should be a good future segment. Talk mm-hmm. about things to ask to ask your date before you get too serious. Oh, okay. So maybe you could write that down, be like ABC's backwards. Mm-hmm. You know. I like that. Yeah, let That's me write that down. Idea. Yeah, sounds cool. Write that down. All right. So our last little piece of uh, this "Who Should You Date" segment is only date someone that cares about you. Well, that makes sense. That's good advice. That's really good advice. And I'm, I don't want to leave you guys with just this open, broad, like, date someone who cares about you because, you know, how do you... Sometimes it's hard to tell. People's gestures are different. Okay. So you have to go ahead and give them an ultimatum. An ultimatum. And not like a verbal ultimatum, but an ultimatum like, next time you get into a car together, pretend you have lost control of the will. <laughs> if she does not confess that she is into you while her life flashes Say before it. her Say eyes... It. Exactly. <laughs> this is not the one. Simply. So. There you go. Those are. <laughs> trying to almost kill your date to get her to make a confession that she loves you. Well, so, sometimes you just got to know, you know? And you can't. <laughs> oh you don't want to just wait around and wonder. and. Could it, What could have been? What could have been? You got to be a little passive. Oh. Extremely. <laughs> like in this situation. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Um, that's what I have. Um. 
one thing I do want to do um, okay. on this show a little bit sometimes. I want to, um, maybe not this, this week, say good time, but I want to go over like the USU Worst States Instagram page. You all should follow it. Oh, yeah, you should. If, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. And, you know, all you girls, um, if you want to tell a story about kissing somebody, but, you know, not take any of the blame, follow at USU Worst States for advice on how to do that. <laughs> There you go. Because <laughs> Evans knows that all the girls that t- message in there are talking about how they were suddenly just kissed. Suddenly. I mean, I think that can happen. It can happen. But I expect to but, hear a slap but, you know, or something. You know, they're like this. And then all of a sudden he came over and he started kissing me. And then and we, we kissed for four us. hours. And then I was really awkwarded out after four hours. Like, like, like It seems like you created this. Yeah, like, like come on. I don't know. Like, okay, so as he came to you, kissed you, it lasted like four seconds. You're like, okay, I'm good. Thanks. Exactly. But you like, know? but no. Four hours and then put it on USU Worst States. <laughs> like, it was that awful. Couldn't have been that bad if it was four hours. <laughs> so if anyone's listening at all. I'm thinking about making a post to that Instagram page. Just remember you're being made fun of. <laughs> By poor Dallin. Exactly. Dallin will go on and just rip you a new one. I will so. rip you a new one. Alrighty, guys. Oh, well, no. My DMs are being blown up by negative never mind oh no oh no we'll 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 have to deal with those later okay all right guys thank you for listening to dating with dallin dallin thanks for coming in on the studio of course always a good time and you have a merry christmas we're gonna be you too we're gonna be booting up the show again january 6th okay so we're taking a little break we're gonna take a little break okay sounds good but you know it's for the holidays you know get rested up think about really think about the meaning of christmas and the meaning of dating Absolutely. And we'll make a good... Happy Merry Dating Christmas. Happy Merry Dating Christmas. Okay, guys, we're going to listen to My Brain is Hanging Upside Down by the Ramones. This song is actually played on one of my favorite movies by Jack Black, uh, School of Rock. You may have heard of it. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing movie. But here's this. We're going to be right back with My Oh My on Christmas Movies. Here we go. That is My Brain is Hanging Upside Down. Bonzo goes the dot, dot, dot. I don't know the rest of that song. But it's an amazing song. Highly suggest it. Really good stuff. I love the Ramones. But, hey, we have Maya Maya in the studio today. Maya, how you doing? I am doing good, actually. You're doing good. I'm doing good. I saw you showed uh, – she just showed me a picture of Pepper and I what did. was Pepper doing. She was eating a new bone. A new bone. That was bigger than her head. It was bigger than her own skull. Uh-huh. It was adorable. It's kind of creepy, but adorable. <laughs> uh, my goodness. So how was your week? It was really good. It was good? Yeah. Got my finals done, got work figured out, and I'm really excited, so. Oh, my gosh. That is so exciting. Watched lots of Christmas movies. Which is what we're going to be talking uh-huh. about today. So what uh, What are we going to be talking about? Like, just, like what are the just, best ones? Yeah, we, I don't know, like, we sent out a survey on Instagram where we asked people to t- turn in their oh, favorite yes, Christmas ones, and mm-hmm. I asked my own family and got a couple answers from them, and I have my own, so. Okay, just... so I remember on the survey, we had a wide variety of Christmas movies. Some of them made me chuckle. <laughs> uh, one of my friends named Fabian, he is from Germany, he actually said Die Hard. Which going to argue that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Is it movie. or is it not a Christmas movie? I don't think Die Hard is, is a Christmas movie. This is a hard, movie. hard debate. Uh, I actually, I was, <laughs> my and I were like, does he say Merry Christmas, Mother, or does he say I'm pretty sure he says Yippie Yeah, he says Yippie, he doesn't say Merry Christmas. If he said Merry Christmas, I'd say Then it might be a Christmas movie. That'd be an iconic 
Christmas sweater that would be very vulgar. Yes. And very popular. So yes. we obviously do not. That's not real because it's not everywhere. True. But yeah, Die Hard. Uh, I heard Elf. Elf is a yeah. really popular one. A lot of people actually have found out do not like Elf. I, I found that very interesting. My little brother loves it. I am okay with it. I think it's, it's, the, it's, it's so funny. It's funny. It's I, just not oh one that gosh. made my list of, I have to watch this every Christmas. I mean, I think, I would say it's like a cult classic, like Home Alone. Maybe. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Because uh, I remember when I was little, I first saw that, I died. Yeah. It was so funny. And then just noticing other things, just, I don't know. It was just such a good Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, Home Alone was mentioned. Home Alone. Um, they actually did a new Netflix show where it talks about the origin story of Home Alone. Really? And it's actually super interesting <laughs> in the history of that movie. Like, it was a low budget. It was not supposed to succeed. But it did. And it became humongous. Yeah. So, um, there you go. Most people in my family, um, it was kind of a tradition in my family to watch Muppet Christmas Carol. A Muppet Christmas Carol. That one is near and dear to my heart. Mr. Scrooge. I can't. That's my Kermit right there. <laughs> Hello. What the heck am I doing? I don't know what you're doing Hello, there. Hello, everybody. What is that? I have no idea. Kermit the Frog here. There's, there we go. There's Kermit. <laughs> I couldn't even do it. Yeah. Um, Kermit the Frog. Oh, my gosh. But Muppet Christmas. I've mm -hmm. seen that. I used to it's have to, so good. One of my choir teachers was obsessed mm. with that movie. So, like, during Christmas time, yeah. you know, like, when teachers were just like, I don't want to teach movies. anymore. Just showing movies, yeah, exactly. Just like, let's just play movies. Yeah. That was one of the movies she'd play. That's the first yeah. time I ever saw it. I was like, oh, that's okay. That's a good one. Yeah. A couple of my other siblings said, uh, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life is a classic. I really love that one. Yeah, a lot of people do. I've only seen it once, so I can't be the judge of it. Jeez. Uh, my econ teachers use the running the banks scene a lot. Like, I can't tell you how many times I <laughs> I watched that one scene. For specific classes. classes. For specific classes. Um, oh, my gosh. Nathan Larson commented. He says, Muppet Christmas is glorious. It is. It is so glorious. If I had to choose one Christmas movie to watch for the rest of time, for nostalgic purposes, it would probably be Muppet Christmas Who does Carol. Beaker play in the Muppet? Beaker. I love that uh, I don't remember my who favorite. plays. We need a Beaker it's movie. It's been at least a year since I've seen the movie. Well, you better watch it again. I know. When you head it's home. on Disney Plus. Plug for Disney Plus. Oh my Plus. gosh, it is. Mm -hmm. No way. Yep. I will have to watch that. Um, speaking of movies on Disney Plus, Christmas movies, um, Noel. I have seen it trailers is for it. So cute. Is it cute? I is loved it. Or is it stupid? It. No, I liked it. Is it stupid cute? No. It is stupid. You just said it's cute, so it, it is stupid cute. cute. Oh, okay. It'd be it would be cute stupid. No one okay. says that. It's stupid cute. Okay, then yes, it's stupid cute. It's stupid cute. Um and then I just watched one last night, the new one on Netflix called uh, Klaus. Oh Klaus was fantastic really yes i had some friends that watched that and they were like yeah you gotta watch it isn't mm -hmm. it the origin story of mm -hmm. santa claus yep so he was not a lord of the rings character <laughs> kidnapped some elves no from Middle earth no no sad Definitely day. not that'd be sad oh my gosh um nathan also says uh beal uh beeler or and honeydew are the solicitors of i'm assuming he means beaker oh yep there you go there you go. Thanks, Nathan. He's giving me the character oh, names. Oh, gotcha. Honeydew. Okay. Thanks, because I had no idea the original <laughs> Christmas character, Carol character names. Speaking of Christmas Carol, mm -hmm. um, the one with Patrick Stewart's my favorite, because there's so oh, many renditions yes. that are Christmas Carol. There are. That, that is one's one of my the most favorite. One. Yeah. 
really awesome. Well and I mean, acted. Patrick Stewart. You, you can't got, go wrong you got with Patrick Captain Stewart. Picard running yeah. the caroling in there, and it's pretty <laughs> awesome. I'm not going to lie. That guy's a fantastic yeah. actor. Yeah, he is. Um, my goodness gracious. I'm trying to... We actually... I actually uh, showed Emily a show at my brother's house yesterday. Have you seen the Netflix's Christmas Chronicles? No, but I have heard that I need to watch those. Okay. So or good. that. Emily, how good was it? It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty yeah. good. Did you cry? I a lot she may have cried a lot <laughs> it was so good yeah this is so funny uh kurt russell plays santa claus yeah. and he totally does like the trope but like i'm not a fat santa look at me i'm not fat like <laughs> that, you did a very good kurt russell right there that was a kurt russell yeah uh, oh wow i guess that's my kurt russell impersonation <laughs> gotta stick with it now gotta stick with it now and he he like kind of makes fun of the trope that Santa's fat and mm-hmm. you know he always goes ho ho ho. He's like that's a fantasy. I, who does that? You know, and it's like it's so funny. I love <laughs> Christmas Chronicles. I actually think is maybe oh let's talk about this top five Christmas movies. Mm, okay, this is this is a good time to implement. Yes, that. to implement that. I have not officially made my list. I think I'm just gonna spear it on the go because it's what yeah. I'm feeling right now. So yeah. what's yours? Um, well, right now it would be Muppet Christmas Carol. Number one. Oh yeah. Oh, really? yeah, that is always number one. I'm going to watch that because I seriously have not looked at it as a number one tier quality. And maybe Christmas it's just reader. for nostalgic purposes, but yes, I would put it as number one for number me. One. Number okay. one. Number one. Number um, one. Number two. <laughs> Klaus. Klaus. Honestly, that jumps really? to number two. Yeah. That I, I cried. I don't cry during movies, and I cried during Klaus. I was like, I just can't. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Christmas movies, man. They get to you. What about the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer claymation <laughs> stop motion? Honestly, those movies kind of scared me. <laughs> Actually, no, as a kid, I enjoyed them. I was but like, that was because they cool. were like the only Christmas movies we could watch, Ever. or that we owned, you know, besides Muppet Christmas Carol. Like, um, but now I look at them and I'm like, this yeah, is no. kind of creepy. <laughs> they should remake Rudolph. Like, not, like, a little kitty version, but they should remake the story and, like, add more to it. If you, since you can't see me, I'm making a weird face at McKay. I really think Rudolph <laughs> is very underrated. I think, like, his story yeah. is cool, like, everyone. But the thing is, though, Rudolph, that makes Santa look like a jerk. It does. Like, I it don't does. like that, because everyone's um, like, Rudolph, you're a freak! And, it's like, and then oh, it's like, oh, we need Rudolph! And all of a sudden, we all love him! And yeah, so. um, there's a John Mulaney segment on a late show, Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. Um, John Mulaney's a comedian. Uh-huh. And he, they did, uh, you know, a button press, and it, he had to give his opinion on a random topic. Uh-huh. No, you know, no forethought or anything like that. And one of them was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger, and he went off on Rudolph. He was like, Rudolph, love uh, let's see, what did he say? He was like, fame does not equal love. So the, the verse in the song, then all the reindeer loved him? No. They didn't. <laughs> was, they, they didn't. They loved him and used him. Yeah, they they used the him. And he used him. Exactly. And they had a good Christmas. Yeah. It, seriously, though, like, I actually realized that watching a little bit older, I'm like, you know what? I don't like Rudolph anymore. Maybe Rudolph shouldn't be in the worst, <laughs> in the worst tier. I mean, he's, poor reindeer. Like, the poor kid. The poor kid. Is but, he a kid? Yeah, know. he is. Yeah, I mean, I guess he is. I mean, and he was really, if you look at Rudolph and his career, he started at a very young age. That's like Michael Jordan. He did. You like, mean Jackson? No. What? Yeah, like, what is, yeah, Michael Jackson. Or Michael Jordan. I think Michael oh. Jordan. Okay, I don't early. know how old, he, I don't know how old Michael Jordan Michael was Jordan, when he I think, started. played basketball right now. I don't know. But anyway, number three. Number three. Um, I mean, I'd probably go with Elf. 
Elf is a number three. No, actually, Arthur Christmas. I was about to say, I'm really surprised, because it seems that, like... Arthur Christmas. Arthur Christmas. Yeah. My little brother and I used to make a tradition and watch that I've one. I've never seen Arthur Christmas. It's good. I haven't seen it in a couple years, because I don't have the DVD or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll watch it this week when I go down home, but... You have a lot of movies to watch. I know. That's the thing. It's like but Christmas that's... comes, and then you're like, I don't know, we're in school. Right. And then you just have no time. You have this whole month of watching movies you could have watched. Uh-huh. Emily and I have been watching Star Wars to prepare mm, for Star for Wars. One, I haven't yeah. even watched any Christmas movies in right? last night, so... Yeah. Okay, so that's your number three. Number list. three would be Arthur Christmas. And then number four, I'd put Elf. Okay, good spot. Because it is it is funny. Mm-hmm. Um. And number five, I've been trying to think, and I was like, I have no idea what my number five would be, and probably Noel. Noel. Actually, we'll put Noel before Elf. See the hard. I thing, liked Noel. Yeah, the hard thing about Christmas movies is that you have ones that are like really emotional mm-hmm. and like really like meaningful, like Christmas Carol. Right. Unless you put a little funny twist on it, like Muppets, then you get a little bit of both. Right. But then you have um, really funny Christmas movies, yes. and you're like, do those deserve a spot? Like, it feels like some of them it deserve their own tier, but I also feel like Christmas movies, I don't really know a lot of the serious ones I actually really like, though. Right. Other than, I don't know, do you know any that are, like, your uh, favorite? I mean, not that my favorite, but It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle I mean, on yeah. 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street. Um, White Christmas. White Christmas. Uh, is White Christmas serious? Yeah. Is it? I mean, it's not like, I mean, it has some chuckles. Okay. It's kind of old enough for our right. generation where it's like, I'm not going to bust out laughing. But, but it's that kind was, of, you know, that warranted a chuckle. Yeah, it, that makes sense. It's a fun, yeah. serious-ish movie, I okay. guess. Yeah. Not in the terms of like A Wonderful Life. Right. You know, tear, but. Right. Jeez, White Christmas. I totally forgot that movie existed. There's a lot of Christmas movies. There are a ton, because everybody jumps on the market and is like, yeah. we have to make these. Uh, and some of them are just crap, which mm-hmm. is which is funny. But then people actually like really work hard, which is why right. I think Christmas Chronicles was so funny, because Netflix movies, like spurts for like, the special Netflix mm-hmm. movies, some of them are just absolute garbage. Yes. you know. But then all of a sudden you have this really awesome, good uh, Christmas movie. Right. And I'm like, whoa. This came Where did around. this come from? So definitely watch that okay. over the break. You'll really like it. Okay. So for me, this is really hard because I have specific movies that just really mm-hmm. do it for me. I honestly think, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I can't believe you did so well on your list. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe the fact that you've maybe seen a lot more Christmas movies than me has probably helped your cause. Um, but I think my number one spot is going to be... Either Home Alone or Elf. Mm. No, I think it's. Oh my gosh, have you seen Jingle All the Way? No, but I've heard it. Oh good. my gosh, it's just so funny. It has Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's yeah. like, Oh, oh, oh! No, I have seen it. Oh yeah, I have seen it. We watched it once. In the Turbo Man doll. Yeah, give it to me now. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. I love. I that forgot movie. about that. I was like, the title sounds familiar. Okay. Yes. That is going up there. So I think my number one is. Oh man. Emily's going to kill me if I say it. I think it's Elf. Elf is so good. I think <laughs> Emily's down here shaking her head. Number two, I'd have to say, is Jingle All the Way. Just because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's totally focused on presents and stuff, <laughs> right. on Christmas. But, like, oh my gosh, I love that movie. Yeah. I think number three is Home Alone. Okay. Number four is The Christmas Carol with Patrick Stewart. Mm. Number five, oh man, The Christmas Chronicles is so good, too. I'm gonna put Christmas Chronicles at number four. Wow! And uh, Christmas Carol with Patrick Stewart at number five. I mean, if it sounds awful, that I'm putting like the most, <laughs> like all of my top four like comedies. Right. 
But, but I mean, you, you gotta have something to. Laugh I mean, that's. At. I mean, I don't have a lot to go off of. I feel like I feel like I'm justified in my list, people. I feel like I get to do. You this. don't need to defend it. I don't need to defend it. I, I want that list. But okay, so if you could have a dream Christmas movie, Ooh. like, oh, I don't know. Pitch me your best Christmas, uh, or maybe a sequel that you want, or because uh, they made a jingle all the way to it. I found out like this they? year, and I heard Ooh, it was awful. I was gonna say that doesn't sound. Home Alone Three, I think, is a joke. Yeah, like they got rid of Kevin, or did, did they? they? Or is it just a new actor that plays? I have him? no idea. I I only saw the first two. Home Alone Two is spectacular, by the way. I feel like that's an honorable mention for me, honestly. Okay. I love Home Alone Two. Um. Oh my gosh, Nathan commented again. He says, incredibly disappointed that Charlie Brown's Christmas made no list. Okay, you know what? Charlie Brown makes me depressed. I don't like Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, I've never honestly have understood why he is so popular. It It's such I a... I don't understand it's it. It's such I don't, a sad, like, any Charlie Brown movie. He is just, he's made kinda, fun of. He is, like, <laughs> he's like the, He's the Caillou of the 60s. Oh, my word. I haven't thought about Caillou in forever. Caillou. Oh, my gosh. Caillou should make his own film. No. Like a live-action Caillou. No, that would be, no. And have it be, like, a comedy, though. Okay. That would be hilarious. Okay. I would love that. Anyway, but back yeah. to Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown Christmas just makes me so sad. The Great Pumpkin, I was like, this is so weird. I don't even know how this idea. The Great Pumpkin, it's behold! The great pumpkin. I mean, it's the Santa Some sort Claus of crazy cult. Halloween. The Santa Claus. Of, like, they, could, they could literally come up with any <laughs> Halloween story. So, like, let's yes. make a Christmas. Yes. Santa Claus. But I mean, Charlie character. Brown does so much, and he is not appreciated. And then, <sighs> they, you know, they're like. Ah. You got this ugly little tree, and I know it's supposed to show the true meaning of Christmas doesn't come from the big tree and the presents and everything, but still, they are not nice to Charlie Brown, and it makes me mad. Okay, so not gonna lie. If you if you guys are Charlie Brown friends, there's something you need to watch. You need to go on SNL's like Charlie Brown skit. Oh no, they do like a satire spoof of Charlie Brown. I forgot who the actor is, but like Lucy's whole is like. It's like they're all playing like New Yorkers. Like, right. Lucy, are you holding the, the bleep in football? And he's like, I'm holding it, Charlie. I'm like, are you going to move it again? And it's like, no, I'm holding it, Charlie. And yeah. and then he like runs and like, and like you know, she moves, she the moves football. it, obviously. And he's like, son of a. And just starts cursing. <laughs> and it's the funniest. <laughs> Charlie Brown. That's oh, my no. Charlie Brown, is that SNL skit. That was so funny. But yeah. to me, it's just, I don't ever feel like. Charlie Brown has ever really struck a chord with me. I feel like back in the day when TV, you know, like they'd play all these Christmas specials. Right. Like Rudolph and Charlie Brown's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. White Christmas. Like all of these older stuff, I feel like maybe people of the older generation are like, or their parents showed it to them hardcore. Uh Uh-huh. I was not really given a lot of Charlie Brown as a kid. I was. I had a couple of VHS tapes. Mm Mm-hmm. I think. But, like, the episode, the Charlie Brown special lasts, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's, do I want to watch that again? Right, do I want to waste 30 minutes on this or spend it watching something else? Or playing outside in the snow? What's your, but just to finish off, what's your feelings of watching Christmas movies not on Christmas? Year-round? I mean, I started listening to Christmas music in October. No. <laughs> so. I do not appreciate I love that. Christmas. Emily's glaring at you right now. Uh, She's okay. like, no. <laughs> um, no, I I just, I'm okay with it. As long as you're not like, hey, let's get a party together and we're going to watch Christmas movies in March. Like, 
If you want to watch it on your own, that's fine. I probably so, will. Emily hates Elf. Absolutely <laughs> loathes that movie. And it's so sad for me because I'm like, you know, in our future years, like, how am I supposed to show <laughs> our children this movie? With like, I want you to be included on in the movie night. But, like, Elf is such a very... I don't even know how I'm going to be able to buy it. I'm going to have to, like, buy it without her knowing. But, like, I would actually, like... I <laughs> she used... just mouthed, I'll know. I'll know. But the funny thing is, though, is that Elf I've played in July and yeah. laughed and it's just like it's so and Home Alone yeah. as well I mean I guess it depends on the comedies movie. yeah mm-hmm. but like strict like Christmas Carol I feel like it has to be a certain treat. right Christmas Carol I feel like you should keep it around Christmas for sure but. well Maya time has you know it's got it's flown by that's unfortunate it's very unfortunate but you know what no but I know his brother who brother who what's that you said you know what and I said no but I know his brother who oh my god <laughs> Cheesy jokes. Oh my god. You know what we forgot? <laughs> what? The Grinch. With Jim Carrey or the original? I animated? love The Grinch with Jim I Carrey. I saw that one for the first time last year. Okay, that deserves. <laughs> that deserves, oh, yes. Maybe that should I'll be my bump top that out. five. I'll bump Elf out for that one. Okay. I'll bump out. I understand. Dinner with it myself? Was... I can't cancel that again. I can't cancel that. Four o'clock? But what would I wear? But what would I wear? <laughs> That's it. I'm not going. That's it. I'm not going. It's a kilt, He sicko. is a mood. Oh, my God. He is God. a whole freaking mood. I watched the New York Grinch. I just... I, liked, I haven't seen I it with him. Benedict it's, Cumberbatch. It's good. It's cute. But it does it just fill the void. Mm. No. I don't know. There was a great Tumblr post about them. I'll have to find that and post Cumberbatch it. Cumberbatch or Carrie? Carrie. Carrie, I think I'm like Team Cumberbatch. I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make that <laughs> vote today. Team Cumberbatch or, or Team, team Carrie? Carrie. Hmm. Okay, that'd be funny. Like who votes for what? <laughs> yeah, I think Jim Carrey will probably win. Oh yeah, a lot. definitely. Maybe. I don't know. It's just more famous. Like everyone yeah. knows about. Everybody it. knows about it, even if you haven't seen born. it. Like you know about it. Jeez, my knees. Alrighty, alright guys. So we are going to play a song, Maya. It was a pleasure having you in the studio. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much for, for coming in. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm going to play a song that maybe some of you may know. Some of you may not even heard of it at all. It's called Peaches by the President of the United States. This song is amazing. I love this song. So I hope you enjoy it. I played a lot of Christmas music last week. I just, I've been hearing it so much at my work and just everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, this is my zen place. This is where I get to play normal music for just a sec, just for a little bit. You can go back to your Core 104 radio station and blast away your Christmas jams. But for right now, we're going to listen to Peaches. We're going to be right back with Winter Sirens, and I'm excited to have them call in. So we'll see you guys in just a sec. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Oh, looks like I accidentally did not pause that song there. There we go. Welcome, welcome back. We are live with Winter Sirens. How you guys doing? Hey, we're good. Doing great. Hey, thank you guys so much for calling in. Yeah, totally. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So where are you guys from? Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, we're kind of from, from all over a little bit. Um, oh, really? Are you guys all from Utah, basically, though? No. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is Keith. I'm the, I'm the drummer. Okay. Um, I'm actually from Virginia. I'm, I moved out here to play in Winter Sirens. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. And, well, hey, uh, that's pretty cool. What made you want to come all the way down to Utah? Um. Well, it's been my dream since I'm like 14 to to 
play music professionally. Uh-huh. And um, Mitchell, the lead singer and the guitarist, he, uh, he's my cousin. He reached out to me with this idea that he had this opportunity, and it seemed like the thing to do. It felt right, and so uh, here I am. Well, hey, that's awesome, man. I'm really that's, that is so cool that like you're able to live your dream. You came all the way out, and that must be super fun to just drum. Because I'm actually a drummer myself. I'm probably not as good as you, <laughs> but it's way fun drumming, and it's probably way fun to play in a band. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. So tell us a little bit about the genre of music that you guys play. Uh, this, so this is Mitchell. Hey, Mitchell. Uh, our genre is. It's, it's kind of funny. If you listen to the album, it, it sounds like we're very genre-fluid is the best way to put it. Like, there's okay. not really, like, a set one. The closest one you can get to is probably alternative. Okay, cool. Um, with, like, a hint of indie to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not, like, one where you're like, oh, yeah, it's a solid, you know, this genre. Um, as we've, like, continued to play, um, I think we are becoming a little bit more alternative in nature uh-huh. uh, with just new music that we're working on um, but I think that's one thing that makes Winter Siren so unique is that we do have um, we don't have like a, a limit to what we can play uh-huh. and, uh, you know, and I think we've kind of like set it up that way so we, we're just writing stuff that really just connects with people mm. um, so yeah that's awesome. I think I've talked to a lot of artists, especially like locally around Utah, and a lot. Of, there's actually a lot of uh, what you call gender, like uh, what's it called, genre fluid, you know. So like like a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't really classify myself toward like indie rock or a rock specifically. Like I think it's kind of cool that people are able to use that freedom to really create what they want to do, which is super important for artists just to like kind of like have their vibe be known. So that's pretty cool that you guys do that. Thank you. So what brought Winter Sirens together? Like, what's the origin story? Like, what made you guys say, hey, we have a really cool sound. Let's stick together and make this official. Let's make this, let's make more music. So what kind of started that for you guys? Uh, well, I think I think what started it out for us was like, kind of like what Keith was initially uh, referring to was I've had this, like, vision of, of what I wanted to do with music mm-hmm. and taking it to just a, just creating a different kind of sound that uh-huh. no one's really like frequently heard in today's world and just that passion of just like I, I like want to make this idea that's in my head come to life and so how it came together was you know kind of really the beginning was me and Keith started talking and just saying hey like I have this idea I have this vision like I like I really think this is gonna be something that's really impactful and that will really actually change the world and you know we can actually make it in the music industry and Keith uh, agreed to join and then he came out and then we started like moving forward and then um, I met uh, Steven at a school at UVU that's uh-huh. where I currently go uh, and so we connected there we were actually in two different bands at the time um, before Winter Sirens, and we actually, funny enough, me and Steven played in a show together, but we were in two different groups. Oh, really? And that's kind of like what really brought us together musically, because um, then down the road I was able to reach out to him 
um, about something completely different. And he's like, hey, uh, I want to join your band. And I was like, all right. And so, um, and I'll have Steven kind of, oh, what? Oh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> he's like, what? I don't want to talk. <laughs> don't throw me under the bus, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know what I don't know what was going on. It's okay. Um, and then Bryson um, is someone I met at work, and we were, you know, band was basically formed. We just needed a bass player, and uh-huh. he came out. And he's like, "Well, I play bass," and it was kind of cool, like the whole experience of like this vision and this drive that we've had, and and how every person just kind of just like perfectly filtered in and perfectly jived well. And so it's been like a really cool experience just to see. Um, how everyone filtered into the band and how it's created, you know. Oh wow! Like who we are today. That is such a cool. That is awesome. Like I, I always love to hear like origin stories, like how the guys and everybody just met. So that is super cool. So how would you guys like? So you guys are fairly new. When did you guys get your band started? Jeez, that's it's. I mean, initially, it was the story you just told. I mean, me and Mitchell started it. I was. It was like in August of 2017 oh really so it's fairly old but yeah but the uh the actual group got to well the, the group was finally formed and we got bryson he was the last one to, to, to put in uh in i think february of last year is when uh winter sirens as it is on the album was uh was, was put together so almost two years so you guys that's awesome so you guys came out with your your new um album escape so, I mean, I bet that's super nice to have your ground set because I feel like some bands, like, their biggest problem is they kind of try to jump too high before they can even, like, land anywhere because I, I know of, like, several artists, especially around Logan, where they really want to get big. But I'm like, well, you got to you gotta put your music out, you know. You have to have something for people to listen to. So it sounds like you guys have that start out. So what's your plan now? Like, do you guys have a tour scheduled for your music or – that's uh, a great question. I mean, the, the plan. Um, I mean, we the the right now we're just uh, the, what we're trying to do is just make a bigger footprint, you know, mm-hmm. in the music industry um, in in Utah. And uh, we had hoped that we would start touring uh, this year. We'll uh-huh. see what happens. Right now, we've just got some we've got some shows set up. We're playing at the Rise in Orem on the twenty fifth of, oh, cool. uh, uh, of January, and we're working on setting up a little like mini tour uh, in March. We'll be We'll be going from Salt Lake to Provo, and then actually we're working on getting something set up in Logan. Hey, uh, so cool, the, cool. Yeah, the 25th, 26th, and 27th of, awesome. um, of March. But the uh, the ultimate goal for us is to uh, – we, we want to win a Grammy in 2022 for Album of the Year. So that's what we're working towards. Well, hey, that's an awesome goal to set. And I think – you know, I, I, honestly, I think you guys are setting the right the right key. Go ahead and tour Utah, and then uh, I've heard, like I've, have you guys ever heard the band Backseat Lovers? Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're really good. I mean, they really hit the West Coast super hard, and they're they're like they're growing super big now. Um, but I mean, like, there's just so many opportunities for you guys, and it, you guys have such talent. Like when I first heard your music, I actually just was you came up on my my Instagram feed as a recommended, and I was like, oh cool, like I like to I like to search for bands for my show. And if you guys ever know any bands are like trying to, you know, make it or anything, I always like to promote and help them out. So I found you guys and I really like, I listened to your music and I was like, wow, 
they're really good. Like, I really loved your live uh, your live feed that you had on your page, and I was like, these guys are so good. And I'm actually really thrilled that you have your album now because, I don't know, like, I just, I feel like you guys should be more recognized. So that is something I hope that can happen for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and with kind of going off of your question of, like, what's next on, like, Winter Sirens with scaling. Uh-huh. Um, just, like, I think just as anything you go after, there's always um, the highs and lows that you run into. Mm-hmm. Um, after the album came out, um, the the other singer, which was Little Sister Cassidy, she, uh, she we kind of, like, came to the conclusion that um, the path that we were going down wasn't uh, exactly the path that she was going down. And she actually just recently uh, left the band. And so right now, um, we're actually looking to um, replace her. We're, so we're actually looking for any uh, female vocalists and keyboardists to join the band. So we're having auditions for that right now. Oh, cool. So I don't know if this is the most appropriate for <laughs> No, you can say that. Like, hey, if anyone wants to try out for Winter Sirens, go for it. What are you looking for in sound? Are you wanting like a raspy or... Like, what are you looking for? Honestly, just, you know, someone who can really, like, own the vocal part that we currently have recorded and, and someone who has the ability to, uh, to uh, you know, also play the parts but also create with us. Um, you know, Stephen and, uh, Stephen and I are, are, are the primary writers of the band, and, you know, uh, Cassie wrote some of the songs in our last album and helped, you know, with you know, lyrics and stuff, and uh-huh. so we want someone who's just as creative, who's, who's just as like hungry for what we're trying to do as every other yeah. band. You got to have that same vision for everybody. If no one, if everyone can't believe yeah. it, then you're never going to do it. That's like super True important. Enough. Like your goal for the Grammy thing. That's that's something you're really. I think that might be like some people may think like, whoa, I don't know if that's like my overall thing here. But like, if you're really honestly trying super hard. You, if you find the right person, then it will all just work out. It will all just work out. So what's so? Tell me about the song that we're about to play. It's called "Sell the Land." What can you tell? Like, what was the inspiration for this song? I yeah. Uh, so I wrote that back um, in 2015. Um, oh wow! An idea, but the idea of the song of "Sell the Land" is. Um, there's a line in the song that says they will call us foolish dreamers. And I think that's kind of the emphasis of the song is embracing uh, your uniqueness, regardless of people, uh, regardless of what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really like the, qu- the question everyone needs to ask themselves, what are you willing to sacrifice to make what you're passionate about come to life? That's awesome. And so it's, it's a song to motivate it's an, and, and an anthem to, to those who are discouraged uh, going after their dreams and to let them know, like, you know, keep pushing forward, never uh-huh. give up, like, sacrifice, you know, anything and everything necessary in order to make your your biggest dream come true, mm-hmm. and that they're not alone in this world. That the you know the foolish dreamers are the ones that actually make tomorrow's solution. True. I mean, people that never tried, never did anything, right? So. Yeah. That's a super important message. I feel like some people, like, they have these dreams in their life and they play it safe because, like, nah, I don't want to do it because what if it never worked out or what if, 
you know, they play this game of what if, and they never do it. So I think your song is already just, you know, hits me home, you know. So I'm really excited to play that for you guys. So do you guys, we're about to play that song. Do you guys have any last-minute shout-outs, last-minute thoughts before we play the song? Um, I mean, I, 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 I kind of wanted to go off of what you had just, what you had just said about, you know, the whole what if thing that, mm-hmm. that for, for, for us is, is kind of what, you know, why, why we're, why we're doing this. Yeah. Why we're, you know, it's why I moved out here from, from Virginia is we, we, we love music so much and it's such a big part of our lives and it's done so much for us these bands that we love mm-hmm. uh as far as healing and support emotionally and things like that you know the music's always there we'd rather try and fail than spend the rest of our lives wondering what would have happened if we had just given it a shot um so that's why we're and that's what we're trying to encourage other people to do with with through our music not just through sell the land but through our music that's the mission of winter sirens we want people to be inspired to to, to follow their dreams to take that risk and to find what to go after what really, really is going to make them happy in, in, in life. That's so true. Well said. Well said. And, you know, and, and with that, we're going to play it. And thank you guys so much for calling. And once again, like, really big thanks. You guys are awesome. I'm super excited to see where you're going. Will you guys message me on Instagram when you uh, when you hit up Logan, and I will head to your show? Yeah, totally. Awesome. And then we can meet up, take some pictures. Maybe we can make a cool video. Um, but, yeah. That'd be- That'd be great. And, and actually, real quick, if, if you know of him, we're actually right now looking for a, a, a local Logan band with a good draw to get a, to get in on this lineup with us. We have us. We have a band from Seattle who's signed by Sony Red that's on tour uh-huh. that's going to be with us as well. So it's going to be a really good show. We, we're just trying to find a, a local Logan band uh, to, to, to play with us. So if you know of anybody, if you can send them our way, that'd be great. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I have... There's Logan actually has some super really great local bands here. Um, just some super super good quality stuff. I will definitely message you um, some bands. Uh, some of bands that come to my mind right now. Um, one of them is called The Good Call or Good Call. They're really solid. Um, I also like. I did a band last week called Drusky. If you guys listen to her sing, you're gonna be so jealous because you're like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what we need because that's exactly what I was yeah, thinking I- of. Actually, know my. I actually know my. Uh, I think it's Maya Hickens, the lead singer of that band. So yeah, actually, she, I actually know her like quite well. She's very, very so. talented, very talented, and super yeah, fun to great. talk to. Really kind, really nice. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe people may not like it if you try to steal her, <laughs> but you know, you might really enjoy playing with them on on a show here in Logan. Um, awesome. Yeah, there's just so many. There's a lot of good talent. I'll message you some of the good stuff here. But yeah, we're gonna. Thank you so much. Yep. Hey, and I'll message you guys right after the show. But thank you so much for calling in. Totally. Thanks for having us. Yep. And if you guys are interested in listening to the Winter Sirens, you can find them on Instagram. They're on Spotify as well. They're really great. We're gonna play one of their songs right now called "Sell the Land," and then we'll be right back to close the show off. But hey, thank you guys so much. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Winter Sirens Sell the Land. My goodness, those guys are so good. I love them a lot. They're very talented. If you guys, like I said, if you want to go check out their music, go ahead to Spotify. Check that out. You can find them on Instagram. They're currently planning a tour to go around Utah. Give them your love. Give them a shout-out. Give them a follow. Um, They're just so great. So, 
be sure to check them out. But hey, guys, the time is well overdue, but we just had so many good discussions today. And we're going to be coming back the 6th of January. So there will be no watch show next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. So do not... Um, do not see us then, but you can follow us on uh, Spotify if you want to get your your uh, show fix. You can definitely find us there on Spotify, so don't worry. And we like to thank everyone for this wonderful year of of uh, 2019. Thank you for everybody that has helped on the show. Thank you for Aggie Radio for allowing me to do this. Uh, thank you for the people on the show, Dallin, Mariah. Uh, thank you to the, my family that supports me and all the people that support me on the show. You guys, the reason why I do this is because, but well, not all the way. I mean, I honestly do enjoy radio, and I really love just talking about things that everyone loves to talk about. It really brings me a lot of joy to know that I could possibly be making someone else's day somewhere out there on a car radio or somewhere out there on a phone, you know, maybe even just on your, the Spotify feed, so... It really makes me happy to do this. So I'm really, really happy to be on this station, to be a part of this. And please continue to give your support. And I will continue to give you good quality radio talk show stuff. So you guys have a happy new year. I wish all of you the best new year possible. I hope that everything goes according to plan because sometimes life can get crazy. But even then, we always keep going, right? We always got to keep moving forward. Uh, you guys have a happy, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas and have a happy new year. Um, this is McKay Wadsworth signing off. I will see you guys on the 6th of January. You guys have a good one.